We'd like to welcome everyone tonight to A Walk in the Black Forest, the Goodies podcast. Uh, tonight we have Fiona, Jim, Todd, and a special guest tonight, Leanne from in Leichhardt in Sydney. How are you going, Leanne? I'm very good, thank you. Thanks for having me. Welcome, welcome. Yes, with uh, Paul off on assignment in other areas, um, we're going to use Leanne tonight to, to give us some of her goodies knowledge. Tonight we'll be doing Jim's episode, which is Kung Fu Capers, better known as Ecky Thump. Ecky Thump. So um, when uh, Todd asked us to pick two episodes that just kind of jumped out at you, things that you remembered, straight away I went to Ecky Thump, as many other people would too. It was a winner. At, in 2000, there was a comedy festival in Bristol for the uh, favourite episode, and uh, Kung Fu Capers, as it's properly known, beat out um, Kitten Kong as the crowd favourite. So it's very well loved, very well known. It's from Series 5, Episode 7, and here ends my research. Um, <laughs> but watching a few more times, it was still as funny as I remembered it. It does have a bit of a, a little bit of infamy associated with it too, which you're probably all aware of. It is one of the only recorded uh, cases of somebody actually laughing themselves to death. I did read that. I didn't. Can you clarify that? I certainly can. I, I would have had the name written down if I'd done better research, but a gentleman, a uh, 50 year old chap, I think it was a bricklayer, laughed. Alex Mitchell. So, Alex yes. Mitchell. Alex Mitchell. Uh, laughed so hard throughout this episode of Icky Thump. He keeled over and, and uh, his heart gave out on him. And his widow wrote to the goodies to thank them for making his <laughs> last moments on earth so so cheerful and happy. So it kind of has that um, special place in history. I have read since then, like his, his, uh, his daughter has grown up and also had a heart attack at a young age. And it turned out that they have a hereditary condition which um, is a very rare one, which renders them kind of susceptible to um, things like Fatal this. So heart it, attacks. It, when they watch blame, goodies episodes. We can't blame the goodies in this case. Um, although mm. it's nice to think that, though, that something is so funny that you literally keel over. When you said uh, she, she wrote to the goodies and thanked them, I thought yes. you meant for killing her husband. Oh, right. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she could hold that letter. Uh, ostensibly, it was for making such a... A funny episode. But yeah, it did win the um, People's Choice of the 50th anniversary of the Bristol Slapstick Festival. And I believe the three goodies were all there for that festival. So uh, would win one of the last times, I suppose, Tim Brooke Taylor was in public. And uh, seeing Ecky Thump crowned as the king episode. At the time, there was a lot of uh, martial arts craze sweeping the world. Um, there was the, the TV series Kung Fu, mm -hmm. and there was also Bruce Lee's films were coming out at that time. So Kung Fu and the martial arts were all pretty big at the time. I think Enter the Dragon was actually 1975, so it's the same year. Yeah, right. And so this episode opens with um, Graham and Tim uh, circling each other in their, <laughs> in their apartment, making all kinds of kind of noises and then stopping to refer to a big, thick manual on Kung Fu to work out the next move. So they're just doing it by the book. And uh, Graham does one of these moves where he uh, just attacks Tim's various pressure points with a little poke, little tap, little tickle. Tim's laughing about it. And then Tim says, what's next? Graham counts to five and Tim goes into spasms and falls down on the mattress. Um, and I think that actually predates the uh, Kill Bill episode. Where, um, yes. 
by Tarantino with that mm. delayed kind of karate chop to a certain pressure point, which causes your heart to explode like 10 minutes later. Bill arrives home and he's quite dismissive of this of their kung fu skills and he has some skills himself. He chops the book in half. He goes to chop the um, a complete set of Max Bygraves records, the Snooze Along a Max, volume six. And uh, when he chops the records, nothing appears to happen, but he clicks his fingers, the table itself falls apart. Bill obviously has some skills, but he won't reveal them. Very cool, isn't he? He's very coy and they try to tease it out of him. But eventually he does go on one of the funniest flashbacks, I think, in the whole series. Absolutely. Which which has Bill walking along some kind of distant, far shore playing a shakuhachi flute. Although if you listen to what he's playing, it's actually wish me luck as I go on my way, but slowed down to sound like some kind of mystical Eastern melody until he comes upon... um, uh, a seaside kind of pier and party going on. He's arrived at the Mystic East. The whole voiceover he does is in this Lancaster accent, which was totally impenetrable to us as kids. Um, all the word the was asso- was abbreviated to a t sound. But we arrived at, at the seaside, at Mystic East. Um, mm. The Mystic East fish and chip shop, as it was. Um, they continually combine this uh, idea of mystic mysticism and the Eastern cultures with this very down to earth uh, working class Lancastrian kind of culture. And uh, the mystic East chip shop, the, um, the lovely geisha girl opens the door and she's got a, a scarf on her, on her, on her head. And uh, she's dressed a lot like those Monty Python women, especially when it was the men dressed as women that kind of um, uniform of the working class woman with with a fag hanging out of the mouth. They refer to the women, well, when Monty Python are dressing up as women, they refer to them as pepper pots. I don't know particularly why they're pepper pots, but they, they, when they dress up as sort of, you know, brash English women or older women, they call them pepper pots. pots. Mm. So they take Bill in to the Mystic East and they um, give him a bath, which is in a big tub and there's, a woman who's surely a man dressed as a woman scrubbing him down with uh, uh, mysterious ungents, which is actually a can of Ajax, and is scrapping him away. And he gets dressed in the um, the costume of a novice, which is a set of braces and a small flat cap. And apparently, as you rise to the Thank ranks, you. the cap gets bigger and bigger. And Leanne is wearing a flat cap oh, for the occasion. Oh, you are so prepared. He, yeah, he I may or the... may not have owned it, owned it before. <laughs> oh, you got this just for the occasion? No, no, I have a bag full of tricks. Uh, <laughs> but, can, of but can you throw that flat cap at a target the way the... I'm um... sure if my husband, you know, got in the way enough, I'd give it a go. You you know? I think that'd be pretty good. Pretty good. You shouldn't be using the... Taking thump for, for evil purposes, though. It's, only for, it's a peaceable art, you realise. Well, he does like a bit of black black pudding. He Your is husband of does? Scottish heritage. Yes, he is of Scottish heritage. So I see. Every now and then I do um, buy some blood sausage for him. Well, this is probably a good segue into the black pudding itself because they do have a special lunch, which is chip butties and black pudding. So, what? Oh, on don't earth forget Leanne? the tripe. Oh, and tripe. Now, I know what tripe is. Um, Tell us what black pudding is, Leanne. So black pudding is, you know, Northern England Scottish um, sausage. It's like a blood sausage. So it's made of, it isn't made of uh, poor little Tommy kittens. It's Mm -hmm. just made of, um, you know, offal 
and and the blood and it's made into sausages which you fry up and you can have like a you know black pudding on a, a roll um it's very nice a bit of brown sauce but um you can still you can get it here in australia it's not very common yeah you, my, it's, my it sounds absolutely hideous chip butties sounds nice i know chip buddies are great um i don't know if he eats a chip buddy it's fiona's husband is also a scottish descent yeah, we've both got Scottish granddads. When the Grand Master comes out at this lunch and he has these, looks like teaspoons in his eyes, his eyes of silver, and he has the most massive flat cap of all. It's, it's uh, the size of an umbrella. Ridiculously large cap. On a litter. Um, I'll give you 100 points, Leanne, if you can repeat what he said. <laughs> the Grand Master. I can't say it in... The northern accent but i know what he says oh i know do what you? that's interpreted to yes. it actually means yes. something try up on the pie clips and bittering clutter box no That's so what he's find. actually saying is there's nothing wrong with anything that annoying idiots barely understand that's what he's that, saying in oh, interpretation oh, that's a translation that's, that's brilliant I've, I've got it here there's not wrong without bittering clutter box of dubali grommet oh right oh well you you get the points Absolutely. Are we playing for points? Playing for well, points. There's, 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 there's actually a, a black pudding heading your way now. Ooh, out to you. Fabulous. <laughs> All our fans get black pudding sent to them, whether they like it or not. He, he gave the whole story of the background of how he became an expert in the Lancastrian martial art of Ecky Thump, as he finally calls it, but he doesn't tell them how it's done. Tim and uh, Graham decide to try to, to lure him out by saying that they actually have cousins who have various other martial arts that are far more superior. There is the French art of Ohohihon. Uh, there is the Scottish one of Hoots Toots Okai and various other uh, racial stereotypes from around the world. <laughs> and uh, Bill vows to take them all on. Do, what do you remember from the, uh, the fight scene? You guys, you remember the fights? A, a lot of black um, puddings. Yeah, well, well, that was always the answer from Bill. Tim came as the Frenchie. He came as French guy, yeah. With and he had a breadstick. Lots of shrugging. Lots of stereotypes. Before um, that, though, Graham came as uh, he came as a rather unfortunate blackface character, mm. which um, we discussed in a previous episode. Didn't age particularly well. Um, but he also came as an Australian with a boomerang, who threw and missed. Yeah. So the Scotsman actually did best. Bill Oddie by knocking the black pudding out of his hand with his bagpipes. But then the boomerang returned and knocked him out. Now, this is when my, uh, I was saying earlier, I showed this to the, um, some little kids next door. Um, I do know them, so it wasn't, it wasn't anything strange. And they thought this was hilarious. They loved seeing Bill Oddie just whack people over the head with a, with a black sausage, basically, and knock them oh, out. They yeah. laughed out loud and cruelly. They enjoyed it. My son loves it, laughs like a drain, and frankly, I think it's hilarious. It's it is. I think that's what pulls the episode together and makes it what it is and so enjoyable. It's just, it's the most simple form of comedy, a bit of violence with, with a black pudding. It's just, mm. yeah. It's yeah. brilliant. Uh, when they get back to their, their lovely, um, what do you call the, the place where the goodies live? Is it an apartment? What? Is it a... Well, I it's call it Goody's Central. It's Goody's Central, yeah. It's, it's their office, cool. yeah. They had a bean bag, which was pretty cool when you were a kid, and they also had a giant computer, 
So with the beanbag and the computer, it's like Google offices now. Wait a <laughs> time. Yeah. And there's a throne, I think, and a Union Jack. It was and yes. a skeleton. Well, Tim's got his throne. Well, the skeleton would be alluding Graham's. to Graham being the doctor. And there was something yeah. written, um, like graffiti, like handwritten on the wall, just behind the door of this episode. It's still Gibbon time. Always Gibbon this- time. Oh, I saw it this afternoon. Always given time. When mm. I rewatched and thought, I've got to remember that. And clearly I did. It's my episode and I still got it wrong. So um, when they oh, come oh. back to the to Goody Central, the office, uh, Graham has got crutches, but for some reason there are feet that are bandaged on the crutches, but not his own feet. The crutches have, have foot braces. And Tim comes in and he's got uh, plaster from shoulder to wrist and from his entire legs, but he's in a Kung Fu position. So he's completely frozen with plaster in a Kung Fu position. And he just says, I want to be ready for him. For us. It was it was visually funny. And I think that's sort of what yeah. attracted you and, and everyone yeah. else was watching it. So you watched it. But everything I know is from the goodies. Like mm. every single reference mm. is from, you know, the, the goodies. I, I didn't know about A Clockwork Orange. I did because of the the goodies the and mm. yeah and I still yeah, you know do the bunny. bunny. That's funny, yeah. And uh, likewise with uh, my knowledge of America, it comes from Mad magazines. Yes, so yes. The whole yes. culture and politics is all from Mad magazine. Back at uh, Goodies Central, when Bill arrives, he's a bit unrepentant and he decides now he's going to release his uh, Ekithan methods to the masses, as long as they pay him ten quid where it ten. is. 10 quid, yeah. Yep, so obviously he's not quite so high and mighty after all. He's, he's going to in it for a buck. He's also starring in a few movies at his time, capitalising on the uh, ecky thump craze sweeping Britain. Um, do you remember some of the films that came out at this time with the ecky thump theme? Uh, ecky thump and Mary Poppins, which I'm sorry, the artwork for that in the show just makes me laugh every time. Oh, also, yeah. Bill Oddie is Big Pud. So and Big Pud was the, the sort of take-off Big Boss, which was yes. the movie at the yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. And then Bill Oddie dressed in, in ladies' clothes in the Bruce Lee classic Enter with Dragon. Which is the funniest name <laughs> it's for a movie the line, ever. The line of the decade. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah. Funny, funny, funny. So as usual in the goodies, uh, one member fame goes to their head or something goes to their head and they become you know liability for the other two so uh bill decides to march on parliament i think and take over the britain or the world or something with his ecky thump army and go to reason with him at his um at the mystic east at rochester where he's become the high priest Ibagum. but they um decide not to join bill but they do see a way of interfering with bill because they see a list of where they're going to get their um, black puddings from. Peck and Pa's perfect puddings, none blacker. None blacker. Because it reminds you straight away of the um, Monty Python offshoot show, Ripping Yarns, and Michael Palin with uh, when he was Eric Oldthwaite, the most boring man in Britain. And he remarked on the black puddings his mum was making and how the black puddings are especially black today. Even the white bits are black. In the factory, there's this horrible goo being mixed in a big tub, which is, of course, is totally black. And Graham pours in a whole bag full of um, 
little electronic um, devices in there. Um, but also follows through by falling into the mixer himself. Of course, of course. Which was funny because he almost had to throw himself in there mm. to make it happen. It's, that's the best bit. Like Graham's, you know, sacrifice to the art is just extraordinary. And it's it's so, you know, overdramatic and theatrical and just, you know, God knows what that actually was, you know, because yeah. it, it oh. wasn't, you know, pig's blood and, you know, somebody, somebody went out and got a big vat of all this stuff and, he had, he had one shot to do that, you know, yeah. and it was just, it was oh, brilliant, right. like brilliant. And Tim reads out the, the ingredients, say, hang on, hang on, Graham, I can see what's in here, and it's all these horrible things, a thousand gallons of pig's blood. There was, yeah, so um, it's pig's blood, cow's yep. stomachs, poor little Tom, Tom kittens, Tom rat's kitten. brains, <laughs> dung, and, you know, and then, he, and then Tim says, you know, you know, get out, Graham, get out, you'll absolutely ruin the flavour. Like just brilliant. The the sarcasm is just so and good, that, you know. That that got a laugh from my my little neighbours next door too. The plan worked. They um the, they cranked the handle and out came a, the first radio controlled black pudding because he put all these transmitters <laughs> into the mix. And so the next day, the black pudding army is marching with a with a flag with two cross black puddings and a giant flat cap as their emblem. Tim and Graham have got their uh, transmitter and they start to turn their puddings against them and they are attacked by their own puddings the puddings shoot up into the air out of their hands and start falling from the skies prompting Bill's immortal line anyone? the puddings are coming ah! <laughs> and then there's a whole sequence of the puddings turning against their masters they're being chased by black puddings hit by black puddings bill goes to shout something and a black pudding goes straight into his mouth then another black pudding hits him from behind and knocks that out of his mouth and then a black pudding chases a tea lady behind a bush and we don't know what happens then but when the tea lady comes out she doesn't seem too upset by her encounter with a black pudding behind the bush which was mm. obviously too adult for our poor young brains it's sort of like inappropriate and you sort of think about how things that would what would be allowed now the fact that we all know the phallic shape of a black pudding and just the suggestion of that would be you know cut. we had no idea at the time what it meant and you know it's only been a few few years since i've actually worked out what it meant <laughs> I think that's why it works on so many different levels of goodies, um, particularly with the young kids. I mean, you've got the, the needless violence with the black puddings and um, then you've got that second level that the, that the adults are, are getting and mm. and then there's like that, that third level that the deviates are getting. Um, yes, yeah. <laughs> the slightly rude bits. Yeah. It does reach its violent conclusion then with the fight. Um, where they come out of hiding and they're all fighting. And at one stage, uh, Bill has two tea jugs. Because there's a tea a tea trolley there as well, because wherever the Lacastrians go, there has to be a tea trolley. And he's got two teapots that he fires tea out of both of them. Again, just getting a laugh, a laugh from my young neighbours. And they end up all on this tea trolley that's hurtling down this road until, of course, it comes to a cliff and all of them fly over the cliff to their demise they had to announce at the end of like kung fu movies you know don't try this at home because yeah. people would go around and and 
you know, start chopping things or trying to break wood. And I mean, well, I if, you know, if there was an uptick in uh, black pudding attacks at this time, whether people were being <laughs> hit over the head with black pudding, I'm sure someone tried it. And the, the prime, prime minister. minister, prime minister coming in and entering number ten, and then he closes the door and then he opens it very quickly and belts the policeman at the door with the oh, yes. black pudding. <laughs> it looked exactly like him too. It was yes. Villain, I think. But I personally think Bill never looked better than what he did when he was in his Lancastrian garb, the traditional workman. He seemed to be in outfit. his elements. He, no, I'm talking as in hotness. Oh. <laughs> I, I would never call Bill hot, believe me, but, um, I don't think he ever looked better. Uh, Leanne, what do you have to say to See, this? Yeah, I, you know, I love a bit of Bill. Facial hair, you know, the plan, ev- everything. Yes, I'm actually a Graham girl. Ah, uh, um, really? My heart is with, my yeah. heart is with Graham. Wow. And foremost. Yeah, yes. there's something, Graham's got a mystique about him. <laughs> It's room? just, you know, Grey Banks has the chops. It's, it, yeah, it's it's Graham, Bill and Tim, if, if you know, you're asking for order. In that order. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. see, I'd go yes. Graham. Tim doesn't Tim get a look Bill. in. <laughs> no, but the, but then, you know, then the order swaps around as far as, you know, comic genius and, but yes, I'm total Graham girl. <laughs> um, well, just, you know, a few fun facts. They, they mention um, Max Bygraves. In this oh, one as yeah. well, Quite you know, a bit. with the the chopping chopping of the the records, you know, have have a go mm-hmm. at this. Try and chop them up, which I just was sleep along a max. Yeah, sleep yeah. along a max, volume five, and mm-hmm. um, trying to, you know, just the reference through all of the episodes of of Max Bygraves, and so you know, I had to figure out who was Max Bygraves, like who mm. was this guy, you know, why are they, you know, oh, hating my... on him so much. Yeah, my grandma had Max Bygraves albums. I'm with the good. Absolutely. Absolutely, oh, my, yeah. my parents. He was the Andre Rieu of his day. He's almost like um, the John Farnham yeah. of his day. You know, it's uh, just around like, about that they... time. Um, I, I remember it was actually Max. The best of Max Bygraves was the first album I ever owned. It was oh, um, yeah, and that was, be- that, that was because it was being advertised at the time. And I, I said to Mum, "Oh, that's great! Look, can we get that album?" And she oh, went, "No." Yeah. You know this is being recorded, right? Yeah. And you that's just admitted it. that your first album was the best of Max Bygraves. Yeah, yeah, no, but he'll edit just that don't out. Say that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> he'll edit that out, betcha. <laughs> oh no, I'm happy to leave it in, Max. Max Sorry, I don't of... mean to shame you too much. <laughs> oh, please do. Best of Max Bygraves. Yeah. Look, if you if you get to know us in, in any capacity, Leanne, there's nothing you can do to shame us. So, yeah, I know. I'm pretty That's much true. the same. Anyway, it's also one of the episodes where they all die at the end. There's probably yeah. only about yeah, uh, five, five or six episodes that they all die, and you know, um, but they they use the the blackface in this one as well. You know, the mm. yes. you know it's it's of of the time. You know, so you can't sort of particularly shame them yeah. about doing that because there was the black and white minstrel black and white show minstrel that show. was, you I know, used to watch on, that. on TV yeah. as well. I used to watch that as well. Like, yeah, you know, so and I, I sort of think back and mm. just think, so, you know, inappropriate now, but yeah. of the time. Look, and we, we discussed that in a, in a previous episode too. Some of the stuff that they did back then was of the time 
And um, mm. they certainly wouldn't get away with it today, like the, the blackface or the racial stereotypes they use. Um, yeah. Great yeah. comedy. Yeah. But, mm. yeah, it, it can be taken the wrong way. And Well, yeah. even as we look back on all the episodes now, even just the mention of Rolf Harris, it just oh. sort of makes you, ooh. Yeah. Two little yeah. boys. It's a yes. different spin on that song, doesn't it? It's a different time. Too. So I mean, many different things. Those early radio shows, like I'm sorry, I'll read that again, and um, that sort of stuff come from a different era. Yeah, radio shows. I mean, if you said that today, I don't think anyone would know what a radio show was. Well, no, I mean, podcast is the new radio, isn't it? Really, mm. I was going to say podcasts are the new radio show. Oh, yeah. we're, we're trailblazers. <laughs> That's us. <laughs> And and yeah. I've heard Tim say before in an interview that he he admits himself he wasn't the best writer. He wasn't a strong writer. It, it really he bounced the ideas off the others. But what he could do was sacrifice himself for the gag. <laughs> and yeah. and and you you see that in that he he is you know gag central and he he puts well they all put themselves on the line to get the gag and it's that sort of thing that you've got one take you know, to do it mm. right. Getting back to the acting thing, I mean, a- acting is exhausting. Um, I've done a couple of productions myself, but not nothing like Jim's done. He's done a heap of live stuff. And yeah, w- would you agree, Jim, acting is exhausting? Oh, it, it is mentally. But yeah. At the time when you throw yourself around the stage, you don't feel any pain. The next day you do. Mm. And the next week you do. Yeah. Mm. You just look, look the stuff those guys went through um, with the goodies. Uh, it's obvious that they just put everything into it. Well, for this episode, we should dedicate it to who was the gentleman who passed away when he watched this show? Alex Mitchell. Alex to, Mitchell. Well, to Alex Mitchell and his family, we dedicate this to you. Um, certainly, I laughed very, very hard at this episode, and I still do. It's one of my favourites, and I hope it's one of yours. <laughs> yeah, like Merv, wind up. Merv, Merv and the magic toads. <laughs> and I hope it's one of yours. Quando, quando, quando. Are you familiar with quando, quando, quando? I wonder if Leanne, do you also know the Blues Brothers backwards as well? I do. All right, there's a few more podcasts <laughs> coming our way. Oh, so we, we, we're doing a Blues Brothers podcast after this, are we? Yeah, and then the young ones. And uh, Ab Fab and Black Adder. I will yeah. be leading the Black Adder ones. ones. I'll do the young ones. Oh, oh, absolutely. I'll participate, but I'm leading. I am. Oh, pop. Um, sorry, I'm trying to do the. You're on air. On my phone. You need to. Be sorry, Jim. The language. It's Fiona's version <laughs> yes. of swearing. It's pop. Oh. <laughs> Well, I haven't met Leanne before. I didn't think I should drop. Don't worry. I'm not offended by anything. So, if anybody would like to contact us, how would they do that, Jim? I believe they can write to us via, I don't know, Walk in the Black Forest or something. Goodiespod. Goodiespod at gmail.com. They can send us an email. Or they can jump on our Facebook page at goodiespod. Uh, Or search for a walk in the Black Forest, a goodies podcast on Facebook. Once again, we'd like to thank Leanne for joining us. Um, Jim and Fiona and myself are very appreciative for filling in for Paul, who's off on assignment in Parts Unknown. Uh, Hopefully he'll be back next week. 
But um, maybe uh, one of the later episodes, Leanne, if you'd like to jump in, we'd love to have you back. Sure. Thank you. Love to. Love to. Yeah, I think the master's gig's in jeopardy now, Leanne. I think. Uh, <laughs> I think a told you I was a fan. I told you. You're I was certainly a fan. better looking. <laughs> Good. The bar's thank you pretty very low, much, Fiona. Fiona. Well, thank you for joining us for Kung Fu Capers. I'd like to thank Todd, Fiona, and our special guest Leanne for joining us in this epic trip down memory lane and uh, Ecky Thump. So until next time, good night. Good night, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye.